What's up, founders, and welcome back to the In Demand podcast, where we talk all about how to reach your very first 1 million in ARR. I'm your host, Asia Arangio, and I'm the founder of Demand Maven, where we work with early stage SaaS companies on reaching their very first growth milestones. Let's do this. What is up, everyone? I am so pumped to be back again. And what I'm going to talk about today has to do with the most common question that I get pretty much all the time. (laughs) I get this question with every project I do, and so much so that uh, we actually have built documentation around this, and we're starting to actually share it with clients. Because it's one of those questions that uh, is a very understandable one, but it seems like not a lot of founders know what their options are when it comes to building a marketing team. So we are going to unpack the different options that you have, things that you can do uh, today, and also things that you can prepare for and be thinking about in the future, especially if your company is bootstrapped. And then of course, if you are funded, the options are a little bit different for you, but we're really gonna discuss and break down each of the four options that you have. So the four options that you have when it comes to building a marketing team, there's really four things that you can do. The first is there's contractors. These can be specialists or generalists. The second is there's agencies and consultancies. These are uh, service providers. They're either going to be helping you on the strategy side or the execution side or both. There's full-time employees or part-time employees. These are heads of marketing, content marketing manager, et cetera. And then the fourth option is actually an option that I would recommend if you have the time, the space, the energy, and the interest, but it is also DIYing it, learning marketing and growth yourself. Not every founder is going to have the patience for this, uh, but then again, some founders don't have the patience for building out a team, so learning marketing themselves might be the better bet. It's really going to be all about what ultimately works for you. One of the big questions that I get all the time, uh, uh, so there's really a few, but the first is, how do I source folks? Like, where do I find marketing talent? Then there's, which one is the right one for me? And then usually there's a few other questions related to how best do I manage or work with those people, et cetera. But we're going to start with uh, actually the second question, which is, what is the best option for me? The best option that you are going to choose for yourself and for your business, it's really going to have to do with a few factors. Some of it's going to be with your budget. I would say most of it's going to be your budget, actually. And then the other factor to this is what makes sense for you and what makes sense for the business? What does the business need? And then what do you ultimately need? Because each of these four options has a different expectation set. It also has a different implication and also a different just investment level. And both from an energy time and also uh, a financial perspective. Something that I get a lot is this need or desire to pick the perfect solution uh, or the perfect option for where the founder is at at the time. And something that I've noticed is that there really isn't a wrong answer, believe it or not. There's actually not really a wrong answer. The only wrong answer is the one that uh, violently does not agree with your energy and your vibe (laughs) and also puts you out of business. Like the only way to do this wrong is to violate both of those two things. So obviously we don't want to do anything that puts us out of business. And then the second is uh, obviously like we want to choose things that ultimately are going to best satisfy our needs. There is, of course, the ultimate growth question. But the thing about 
the ultimate growth question, which is, well, what is, well, what do we need to do to get to the goal? Uh, the thing about that question is it's really tough to actually predict or know like what actually is going to help you get there faster. Usually we are all underneath the iron triangle of scope, time, and budget. Uh, technically you could get to your goal, you know, really fast. If you had endless budget, you could hire um, one agency, several agencies. You could bring on an entire full-time staff of marketing, uh, marketing talent. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can do. Uh, and in theory, that would help you get there faster. But what we often find is there's usually constraints and those constraints really warrant uh, a specific type of solution set. So, um, but believe it or not, there's really no wrong answer here, except for what doesn't agree with you, your leadership and management style, your CEO style, and then also what really is going to not help you in terms of like the finances, what's going to, what might put you out of business if you do it too long. However, if there is a perfect formula when it comes to who to hire and when, I can't claim that I've like discovered it or uh, even really defined it, but there seems to be a few patterns. And these patterns I would take with a giant grain of salt because uh, I have worked with dozens and dozens of SaaS companies, startups, bootstrap funded. I've seen a lot and a lot of different models and working and building marketing teams. Everything from the very traditional sense to a very non-traditional sense of building marketing as a department and a function. But what I have noticed is that when you are less than 10K in MRR, uh, usually contractors are going to be a better bet for you. You might be able to afford some agency or consulting help. It depends on what kind of help. So the first two options uh, are going to be a little bit more within your range. If you're more than 10K in MRR, then it's possible that all three are an option. However, it really it's really going to, again, just depend on your financial situation. There are some folks out there that would say uh, full-time employees don't really become a true option until about 50K in MRR, maybe more. Uh, and there are others who, who can make the argument and make the case for actually investing in it much sooner than that. Uh, it just really, again, though, it depends. It's not easy to decide. It's pretty complicated. And I think it also just depends on your growth path and like the uh, acceleration of growth. So how, how quickly is the company growing? And could we pretty confidently invest in marketing support? Um, and, you know, of course, support the rate upon which we're growing anyway. And that's a tough one. But that's typically what I see. At the same exact token, though, I mentioned before, it's going to kind of depend on your style. It's going to ultimately come down to which option best suits either your leadership or just own personal style of like how you expect to engage or interface with a marketing function and a marketing team. Let's start with contractors. Okay, so contractors are typically what I most often recommend to founders. Contractors are folks who they're not full-time employees. They can be uh, an hourly contractor or a freelancer. Um, they can also be a flat rate monthly or per outcome or per deliverable uh, payment scale. And sometimes they are specialists. Sometimes they are uh, multi-potentialists because, you know, generalist is a word I don't typically don't like to use if I can help it. But uh, they might be very hyper-focused on one particular talent, skill, expertise. They also may be more uh, general in their experience, but still extremely valuable because you might need someone who can kind of do or manage it all to a certain extent. Uh, and then, of course, there's very hyper-specialized talent that, you know, 
maybe extremely focused on a particular skill or thing. This option is something I recommend the most, but just because it's definitely the most flexible. It's, I would say, a little bit less risky. It's easier to find talent uh, in some ways and, of course, harder than others. But uh, for the most part, it's pretty low risk to bring in contractors and freelancers to support on marketing effort. You can usually find some pretty solid talent. It may take a pretty solid hiring funnel to actually find and source this talent. But if you can find them, it's it's usually amazing, uh, assuming that they can they can help you accomplish what you need to get done. The caveat to this, though, is with contractors and freelancers and really any talent that is not promoted in, uh, in, in a leadership function is usually you end up managing that talent or, you know, whoever those people are or the, the team ultimately is. The challenging part with this is if management is not a passion of yours, if leadership is not a passion of yours, then really managing and running a team on your own probably isn't going to be in your best interest um, from the get-go. However, I would argue that you probably need to learn this anyway, especially if you plan on growing an organization, if you plan on growing your business, expanding it. Uh, Eventually, you're going to need to learn how to manage and lead people in general. However, uh, if it is just not really your vibe, then a contractor freelancer gig, and also I would argue maybe a full-time marketing gig, unless they're more senior, might not be your bag. Uh, But just because contractors and freelancers, um, when they are enabled, led, and guided as best of their ability, especially if they are already very skilled, uh, they can usually, I mean, uh, help you move mountains. And it's amazing. It's like the coolest thing in the world to see. But if you are not comfortable providing guidance, if you're not comfortable providing that leadership and really spending time with those contractors or freelancers and helping them really understand, you know, either what's the strategy or the plan or what you're trying to get to and um, providing feedback, being timely with their with you know their communication with them, uh, then, yeah, like if you're not if you don't if you're not prepared to do that, then it's going to be it's going to be challenging. <laughs> but if you are prepared to do that, then you're probably going to have a way better outcome. So when I think about my personal style, uh, I love working with contractors and freelancers. I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, I I make sure to open up the door and roll out the red carpet every single time as best as I can. Uh, And I find when I do, I usually get an infinitely better result. At the same exact time, though, I actually like managing and leading. Like it's something that I enjoy doing. It's one of my uh, it's one of my strengths. It's a core value that I have. Uh, I love uh, doing as much guidance and coaching and and support that I can when it comes to people that I bring in. So if that's your vibe, great. If not, it's something to either consider cultivating or uh, maybe contractors and freelancers aren't going to be your shtick and that's okay. That brings us actually to the next option. So when it comes to your other options, there's also agencies and consultancies. Agencies, we typically find that a lot of their project rates if they're more specialized, they could be in the five to seven k range per month. Um, but we often we often see actually that you know they can be as as expensive as uh, ten to thirty k per month, especially if they are covering a lot of bases for you. Um, let's say they're doing demand gen, paid acquisition, social media management, content marketing. Uh, I mean, you name it. If they're doing it, then obviously you can expect to pay a lot more per month. 
Um, but if they're maybe more specifically focused, let's say on just SEO or just content marketing, you might see a smaller monthly rate. But to be honest, I haven't really seen any agencies out there, no matter what they do, to be less than 5K per month. Uh, and I've seen at the highest, I mean, you're we're talking like 30 to 50K. So the range is huge. The cool thing about agencies is that usually agencies, their specialty is execution. They have a very deep bench of resources. They have tons of people who can come in and help. And what I like about agencies is that they are usually very fast. Uh, They're able to start delivering value very, very quickly. And what's just, like I said, very impactful about them is their ability to start executing uh, pretty much in the blink of an eye (laughs) because they have a deep bench. Um, We also find too that with really well-run agencies, um, usually they have a deep enough bench where they don't necessarily slow down as much or, or stall because they they have so many people who can jump into things, especially if there's like a new campaign that needs to be run or maybe there's a delay in something. Usually they're able to recuperate very quickly because again, they just have more resources at their just at their disposal. Or maybe I shouldn't say disposal. Maybe it's more like at their fingertips. <laughs> So consultancies are a little bit different, though. Uh, Typically, with consultancies, they're not necessarily executing the work, uh, but they are helping you tackle and solve very specific problems or challenges. They are helping you overcome something, uh, or they're helping you address something that maybe didn't have a whole lot of consensus or clarity before. So I would say Demand Maven really fits more into the consulting bucket Uh, We are more of a consultancy than we are an agency. We do have an agency arm where we have a team of people who do execute. uh, But I would say our bread and butter is really on the strategic, the data gathering, the market research side, really digging in, uh, sinking our teeth in and really understanding all of the things whenever it comes to the client. And then, of course, packaging that into something that the client can consume. Uh, So, again, far more of a consultancy than an agency, although we do have the agency arm. Now, what's interesting about consultancies is typically you hire these folks to really come in. And again, they're focused on something specific. Uh, It's either a problem or it's an opportunity. You either want them to solve something or you want them to explore something and package it up for you and then bring it to you later to kind of give you the download of what's going on. When it comes to hiring consultancies, uh, this is another, this is a similar range, but we've seen everything from like 6K to 7K for like a one-time project, all the way up to infinite numbers. Like, I mean, it really goes up from here. I've seen companies pay 80K for certain types of projects. Uh, I've seen, you know, 40K at a positioning project or, um, you know, 25K for a strategy project for growth. Like there's all kinds of ranges here. There's not really like a one number. But typically what we see is there's one-time projects usually, and then sometimes there's ongoing retainers. It just depends. But agencies and consultancies, so they're going to be great when it comes to focusing on specific things, agency on the more execution side, consultancy on the more strategic or research side or information side. However, what's interesting is that uh, with a consultancy, it's really going to be as you have a problem and you have a need. But for an agency, ideally, you should not bring on an agency unless you have at least six to 12 months of runway. Uh, meaning you, uh, and actually really I should, I should clarify, it's really budget. So you've got six to 12 months of budget to actually invest in the agency. If you approach an agency with the mindset of we'll invest more if we see more results, it it kind of infers that you haven't really thought it through or that you haven't really planned for it. So just keep that in mind. Um, and also it's okay if you're kind of feeling that way and thinking it, but just don't say it to any agencies. <laughs> One, because they remember, and two, because it kind of tells them that, oh, maybe you're not as serious. 
Um, and, you know, that obviously can, can create an interesting dynamic between you and the agency. So just be careful with that. It's something I've definitely heard before in the past of, we'll invest more, you know, if we see more results. But what that tells me is that there's probably not more than three to six months. Uh, and even then, who knows how well the business actually performs in the end. So we could we could spend a lot of effort, time, and money trying to achieve a certain amount of growth. And if it's not enough because of other challenges, maybe let's say with the product or with retention or onboarding and activation, then we might not get anywhere anyway. And so that's kind of where it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. So you got to be careful with that. Uh, so apart from six to 12 months investment in the agency, consultancies, those are typically one-time projects. Sometimes they're retainers. But you, again, you really invest in those as you need them uh, and as you experience the pain or as you experience uh, a potential opportunity that you want to get clarity on. It could be either. But the other thing about agencies to keep in mind is that they're definitely not all created equal. There's a lot out there that, uh, you know, for better or for worse, don't do necessarily the greatest work. And the hardest part is obviously finding an agency that you can trust, that you admire, um, that you know can get you results based off of what it is that you're looking for. There's a couple in the industry that I really respect based off of the different types of work that they do. Uh, happy to drop those in the description link or what have you. But it's really, really, really important that if you hire an agency, that you hire them based off of previous work that they've done before and also previous clients at similar stages. It's critical that you hire an agency who has worked with SaaS, software, marketplaces, whatever your, whatever your product type is, and also that they've worked with companies at your stage with your budget. Assuming that they have done those three things and they've checked those boxes, maybe with some a little bit of flexibility, but I just I wouldn't compromise on this is an agency that understands SaaS and they understand software or marketplaces, whatever you are, and also they understand this stage of growth. Because if they don't, it's it's gonna you might not get what you actually pay for. And that I think is the thing to make sure that you understand about the agency. Uh, it, hopefully they have case studies. Maybe they can put you in front of a previous client. Uh, but that would that's what I would be looking for. I think the other thing too is just to make sure that you understand that with an agency or even a full-time marketer, uh, it's gonna take time. Even with a lot of execution, it's it's just gonna take time. And the reason why is because marketing will always move faster than the market, which means you can do a whole bunch of stuff. You can post a bunch of blog posts. You can write a bunch of tweets and publish them. You can run a bunch of campaigns, update your website. You can do all these things. But it takes time for the market to actually catch up to what you're doing and to even notice in the first place. So just keep that in mind also as you think about hiring agencies. Typically, what I recommend to founders thinking and considering agencies is if you have the budget and you've, you've, you've got the runway, it's not going to break the bank for you to invest in an agency. Uh, and also you don't struggle with strategy, then I would say execution is going to be your absolute best bet. Now, what I mean by that is agencies are usually amazing at figuring out what the strategy should be for their execution. So they are pretty good at figuring out what are the right campaigns, what is the right um, you know landing page or copy to use, et cetera. But they might not necessarily be the best equipped for understanding what is the overall marketing and growth strategy for the entire company who are the absolute best segments to go after? Some agencies actually do this work, uh, but not all. So just, you know, again, be careful about this. 
But then also, not all agencies are necessarily going to be great at really helping you clarify positioning, um, helping you do customer research, helping you really understand the customer. Some do this work. So again, you know, not all are created equal here. Uh, but just make sure that you really get clear on how much strategy work the agency actually does and uh, how much more execution focused they are, because that's going to also, um, that may or may not be a pain point in the future for you, especially if you find that you're doing a bunch of execution work and you might be seeing some results, but um, there's bigger strategic gaps that need to be filled, such as how do we best go to market? What's our positioning and messaging? Um, does our website need to be updated based off of that? Why are customers hiring us and why are they firing previous solutions, et cetera? Um, so just keep that in mind with agencies and consultancies. Next, we move over into full-time and part-time employees when it comes to marketing. Okay, so this is the one I get the most questions about. Uh, I, I, it seems, maybe it's just me, but it kind of feels like most folks know where to go when it comes to finding agencies or finding contractors and freelancers. But when it comes to full-time marketing employees, there's always just a giant question mark. And I think it's because, one, finding incredibly talented marketers who work in tech, who work in SaaS, who tackle the problems that uh, we typically tackle. It's just hard to find that talent. Uh, there's not a lot of us around. Uh, we're doing our absolute best to clone ourselves and you know share our knowledge and share the wealth. But there's there's definitely far fewer SaaS and software marketers who have seen and achieved uh, growth in some kind of way, and far more marketers you know outside of this bubble that we're in. We're seeing it change, though. I'm not saying, you know, there's no one out there. It's just uh, it's it's growing and steadily growing as more and more folks get experience. Uh, but it's interesting because it kind of feels like this is the spot where most folks feel the most pain when it comes to hiring. So when should you hire a full-time marketing employee? The answer to this is another tricky one. But what I would recommend to founders is you don't even consider this until you have at least an entire year's worth of salary for that person. And the reason why I say that is because it's not really helpful to either of you if you hire a full-time marketer and you tell them, hey, uh, I can only keep you for like four to six months. <laughs> You've got to pay for your salary fast. Uh, otherwise, you know, I got to cut you because we don't really have the runway for that. And it's not necessarily going to be super helpful for everyone. And uh, believe it or not, I've actually I've actually been in a scenario like this. Uh, but I say all that because it depends on the kind of uh, psychology this person has. Most people are probably going to be pretty demotivated when they hear that. Uh, and there's going to be a few people, probably sociopaths, who are like weirdly inspired by that. I'm totally kidding. If you're inspired by that, good for you. Congratulations. But for someone, uh, I think for most people, this is what my guess is. Most folks are going to be like, wow, that's kind of depressing. I kind of assumed this was an investment you're making. Uh, and I'm hearing that I pretty much have to pay for myself as fast as possible. Otherwise, I'm cut, which is probably terrifying, depending on what kind of level of product market fit you have, what your market is like, also what your customer lifetime value is, ACV, all of those things. So that's kind of why I say uh, it's definitely not a helpful scenario to put someone in. So I really just wouldn't recommend hiring a full-time marketer unless you actually really do have their salary budgeted away for at least a year. Now, how much salary do you need? The numbers are across the board. I've not seen anything, honestly, uh, consistent. It's across the board also because of hiring from different countries. There's just a whole 
other world, for example, of marketing talent and salary expectation in the UK versus the United States. United States going to be the, probably the most expensive talent that you hire. Uh, I have seen, at least from a head of marketing perspective, at least 75K salary. And honestly, that's probably still too low. It's probably like 90K now because of inflation and just various things. But I have seen upwards of 150. If I were to go in-house today, so if I were to say, you know what, I'm going to pack up Demand Maven. I'm going to go be CMO somewhere uh, at some company. I'd probably not ask for anything less than 200 or 250, to be honest. Um, And 250, I think, would be kind of cheap, in my opinion. (laughs) I think that's just me. But that's the range, right? So it's like you've got 75K all the way up to 250, potentially, depending on what level of talent you want. For more junior talent, obviously, you're going to be looking in the more like 75 to 100, maybe 110K. Uh, I would say a little bit more senior, maybe director level, probably the 120 to 150 mark. And then executive senior level, I've seen salaries as high as four to 500, uh, which is not out of the question. And then, you know, 180 to 200 would be probably on the lower end for a CMO. Hopefully these numbers don't freak you out, but that's, that's what it is. Now, if you think about it, though, so here's kind of where the math is interesting. If you're spending so much on an agency, or maybe you're spending across the board uh, on a bunch of different contractors and freelancers, you might find that you're technically investing that anyway. But the difference is you really hire a full-time marketing person when you really want someone to have true ownership over the marketing function and department. And typically what we find is that marketer will hire and outsource any skills gaps that they have themselves. So if you hire a marketer who might not be the best content marketer, they might bring on a part-time or contracting content marketing strategist. Um, Maybe they're not the best writer. Maybe they hire writers because they just don't have the time to be writing articles because they're doing everything else. This is kind of where you can can almost think of it as like building your own in-house agency in a way where you've got a head of marketing who is ultimately responsible for building out a team, but maybe that team is not full-time. Maybe they're just contractors and that marketer has a budget that they work with and they really work towards achieving the goals. The level of seniority that you need is going to widely range based off of where you're at in your trajectory from a just a SaaS company or software company perspective and also, of course, where you're at uh, just budget-wise. But most of the time, I would say you probably don't need a super senior leader until you are ready to invest in a full-blown marketing team. And also uh, you have very either like aggressive growth goals or you are funded in some kind of way and need to be able to make a big splash as fast as possible. Um, This is where I would say that kind of investment would make sense. But for most earlier stage or mid-stage, maybe early traction, bootstrapped founders, you can probably get away with hiring um, a more, I don't want to say a junior level marketer, because I think that it just really just depends. There's like, there's no like hard line, but you want to hire a marketer as more of like a head of marketing and uh, they should be experienced enough, but maybe they have some room to grow and that could likely get you, that could get you very far. And if you're ready to hire senior leadership or hire a consulting firm to help you know guide them throughout their journey, then you can level them up that way, or of course, uh, hire an executive leader at some point in the future. But there's no wrong answer here. That's, I think, the thing that's so interesting. The only wrong answer, I would say, would be hiring someone and then 
putting the pressure on them in like three months to like make it work. Uh, that doesn't seem super fair. If you're going to hire full time, uh, budget for their full salary and also any potential extra spend that they may or may not have. A super healthy budget for a marketing department in the earlier days would be, I would say, anywhere from two to five K per month. And then as you uh, have a little bit more, uh, 10 to 20 K per month is what I see for companies that are moving a little bit faster uh, and they have more to spend on marketing. And just to make that clear, that is an unloaded budget. So that does not include the cost of the marketing help itself. Okay, so that's the breakdown and when to hire who. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we covered all of the, or at least as many bases as possible. But like I said, just keep in mind, there's not really a wrong answer here. The only wrong answer is what puts you out of business and also does not match your vibe. With hiring a full-time marketer, keep in mind that you will be the boss. If they are more senior, then they're telling you what to do, if that makes any sense. So the more senior marketing leadership that you hire, the more likely that they're kind of telling you what's what. Um, but if if uh, you are hiring someone on the more junior side, you probably will have to manage them. They are probably going to be a lot more, uh, in theory, experienced in marketing than you. So keep that in mind also. But make sure that you make space for what leadership you need to provide. And if that's still not your thing, like if you don't like the thought of managing others or leading or guiding others or coaching others, then hiring full-time might not be for you also. And it might be worth considering either an agency or the fourth option, which I did not really cover, which is learning it yourself, which there's tons of courses and programs and books. There's so much free knowledge out there and very cheap knowledge out there that you can leverage to learn how to do marketing on your own. But anyway, so that is really the, the full gamut. I'm curious what questions you have. How are you thinking about building your own marketing function based off of what you've heard today and also based off of the pros and cons, different options that you have? And yeah, I would, just, uh, I would love to hear from you in terms of what you're thinking of doing next. Thanks again, everyone. Until next time. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. To learn more about how to reach your growth goals for your SaaS business, head on over to demandmaven.io. You'll find all kinds of free resources, articles, and content. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already, and I'll see you on the next one.